Chapter 29 Cassie It was like a slap. I couldn't answer. I just gaped. What did you call her? Tobias asked. The student shoved Tobias hard against his chest and sent him sprawling back. I'm not addressing you, little boy. I'm talking to this creature here. He grabbed me by the shoulder and shook me. Speak up when a want man asks you a question. Hey, this isn't Alabama, Davis. The short student protested. Davis ignored him. Don't tell me how to deal with coloreds, freedmen. Most likely this is some kind of runaway slave. I shot a glance at Tobias. In his human morph, he could do little, and he'd have to pass through his hawk form before getting to what Marco would call serious firepower. But that was okay. This small battle was all mine. I didn't want any help. You don't like black people, Mr. Davis? I said pleasantly. No problem. I can turn white. Watch me. Most of the time, I'd probably have let it go. I'd been called names before. I'd run into racism before. Mostly, I figured people like that were just sad, weak-minded fools. So most of the time, I just avoided people like that. But I had been in three wars since breakfast. I had seen Jake shot down. I'd just learned that Rachel, my best friend, was gone. I was sad and ashamed and filled with rage all at once. So this wasn't most of the time. White fur began to grow from my face. Actually, it was clear fur. Hollow needles of fur that were designed to keep the polar bear warm. But the fur looked white, taken all together. My hands swelled, big as dinner plates. Long, raked claws extended from the fingertips. I was growing whiter and bigger. Much, much bigger. It's some kind of voodoo trick, Davis wailed. Tobias was back on his feet, arms crossed over his chest, looking on calmly. You two guys may want to step back out of the way, because I don't think Davis here is going to be having a very good day. I loomed, larger and larger. Davis began to back away, pressing against one alley wall. But sheer amazement and disbelief kept him from running until it was too late. Finally, he broke and ran. I slammed a pile driver front leg into the wall and blocked his way. Don't you like me? I asked. He turned the other way. I slammed my other front leg to block his escape. No, no, don't kill me. Don't kill me. He looked at Tobias. Don't let her kill me. Tobias shrugged. With a sudden movement, I opened my jaws, twisted my head sideways, and clamped my mouth over the guy's face. Davis's cheeks vibrated from the sound waves. His hair blew back. Personally, I'd apologize if I were you, Tobias suggested. Davis babbled his apology into my open mouth. He kept apologizing even after I let him sink to the ground. Whoa, Cassie. That was so Rachel, Marco said. I recognized the voice immediately. He'd come up behind us. 
and that was surprising enough. But then... Really, Rachel said. What are you doing? Stealing my act? Rachel! Tobias yelped. And a millisecond later, he had spun around, grabbed her, and kissed her. Then he held her at arm's length. You're dead! Rachel! You're dead! I agreed. No, I'm not, Rachel said. Yes, you are! I saw it! Tobias cried. I am seriously not dead. I am convinced that she is not dead, Ag said. He was in full and alight form, wildly out of place in a cobblestone alley on a leafy campus. Blue Eyes let out a moan. What are you people? You're not human. You are correct. I am an intellect, Ag said. Let's focus, Marco interrupted. Rachel remembers morphing to chimpanzee. She remembers climbing into the rigging. Then, nothing. Suddenly, she's here, and so am I. And, by the way, not that I'm complaining, because at least no one is shooting, but where is here? Princeton University, Tobias said. Say what? Why? Good question. Now we want some answers, Tobias said, addressing Friedman and the boy with the sympathetic blue eyes. Let's start with the basics. What year is this? Chapter 30 Tobias It's 1934, Blue Eyes said, then added, Sir? I looked at the others, perplexed. I shook my head. 1934? Princeton University? Why? Is anything happening here? Anything unusual? Cassie asked the students. I mean, aside from me and him? They shook their heads. Something weird about all this, I said. It's Agincourt, a war. Washington crossing the Delaware, a war. Trafalgar, a war. Then this? What's Trafalgar? Marco asked. The students must have thought he was asking them. It's a naval battle between Britain and France. The British lost, the French won. It led to us having to make peace with Napoleon. Cassie looked at me again like I'd understand. I shrugged. I don't know. It's a mess. Whatever was supposed to happen at Agincourt, I think it happened. We saved the king and all, but Washington wasn't supposed to die, and he did. And I think maybe the English were supposed to win, but they didn't. So... So I don't know. I may have an idea, Cassie said. Maybe Visser Four has outsmarted himself. He's here expecting something, right? But maybe whatever it was supposed to be has been altered by what he's already done. He's changed the past so whatever was supposed to happen here and now isn't happening. My head is going to explode, Marco said. You need to be Einstein to figure this. Einstein? Friedman interrupted. Do you mean Albert Einstein, the German physicist? Yeah, Albert Einstein. Like there's another? Marco said. But he's in Germany. You know, Blue Eyes interrupted, there was a crazy fellow over in the dean's office yelling about Einstein. He was dressed very oddly, like a sailor, perhaps. I thought at first he was a member of the philosophy faculty, but... Big slash up the side of his face? Why, yes. Marco snapped his fingers. That's it. Visser Four came here to kill Einstein. But he's not here, 
Rachel said. Exactly. But he was supposed to be. Visor didn't realize he'd already changed this timeline. Something that happened at Agincourt, or the Delaware, or Trafalgar screwed this up. Dude, I snapped at Friedman. What does E equal? What? E equals... By E, you mean energy? Friedman said. They don't know, Cassie said. They don't know that E equals MC squared. Maybe Einstein doesn't know it either. No E equals MC squared, no atomic bomb. Yeah, the question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Chapter 31 Marco Cassie let Davis crawl away. We let the other two guys go, too. We weren't too worried about what they might do. We figured we wouldn't be at Princeton University for long anyway. What were they going to do? Arrest us? We'd had people after us with swords, lances, arrows, muskets, and cannons. Campus cops were not a major worry. Look, Mr. Four has already figured out Einstein isn't here, Rachel said. He's going to jump again. Maybe already has. We need a plan. Fast. Or at least a clue, Cassie muttered. She was back in her usual form. She looked strangely at Rachel. Tobias saw you blown in half, Rachel. Why are you back? Why are you alive? And why isn't... Why isn't Jake? I don't know, Rachel admitted. The drone said Cryak had demanded a life in payment, Axe pointed out. The terms were negotiated between Cryak and the Elemist. Perhaps the Elemist had his own demands, that it be only one life. Tobias said, Wait a minute, you mean... You mean the rest of us can't die? I am speculating. I would not wish to test my theory. Yeah, guess not, Cassie agreed. Rachel slammed her fist into her palm. We have to get Visor 4. That's the bottom line here. Agreed, Tobias said. Visor 4 is meat. No. Everyone stared at me. No, I repeated. We're missing the point. It's not about Visor 4. It's the time matrix. Look, Washington has already died. The English have already lost at whatever. Einstein, I don't know. But he's not where he's supposed to be, doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, we still have to hammer Visor 4. No, no, don't you guys get it? It's not enough to take him down. We need the time matrix ourselves. Because Washington has to cross the Delaware. And Admiral Nelson probably has to beat the French. And Einstein has to come to Princeton. We can't just stop Mr. Four. We have to go back and rewrite history. They were all staring at me again. Cassie's mouth was open. Rachel was beginning a slow grin. I got frustrated. Don't you guys get it? We have to get the stupid Matrix and go back and... Oh. My God. It hit me then. What had already hit the others. Jake. Cassie said. Axe looked doubtful. Kroyak demanded a death. He got a death, Tobias said. Jake died. Is there a law that says he has to stay that way? I intercepted Cassie's gaze, and then we both looked away. We'd been naive. Stupid. We thought we could save him. That we could stop death from finding him. We hadn't even been able to shout a warning. 
Suddenly, there was a noise at the end of the alley. Two police officers were sauntering up, looking bored until they spotted Axe. They drew their guns. No, 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 no one move! It's okay, officers. There's nothing to... Suddenly, I was at the mall. People were running. I heard someone babble. It just happened, this big round ball thing, right in front of... Then, just as suddenly, I was standing on an open, empty desert plain at twilight or sunrise. It was impossible to tell. What the... I saw Rachel pop into view. She was as confused as me. Then Axe. Instantly, I was standing at the bottom of a hill. People pressed all around me. Some were wearing togas. Not frat party, let's drink beer togas. The original togas. And the building at the top of the hill had tall white columns I'd seen before. What was it called? The... Colosseum? No. The Parthenon! Tobias exclaimed, swooping down low over my head. What's going on? I yelled up at him. Visser 4! Axe said, suddenly standing not five feet away and causing a near riot among the Greeks. He is attempting to extend the diffusion effect. You mean he's trying to lose us? Precisely. He's jumping rapidly, time to time, hoping to delay us. Evidently, what he plans next requires... I was on a grassy slope. It was hot. It was going to get a lot hotter because up the slope, I saw men behind barricades of dirt and logs and bales of hay. Long gun barrels were poking out from behind the barricade. Down the slope was an army dressed in gray. They also carried guns and brandished swords and held big flags aloft, and they were walking resolutely up the hill. Okay, let's just time shift again, I muttered. Let's not stay here. Let's just go somewhere. A splash of icy water hit my face. I tasted salt. I was lurching, wallowing in a boat again. But smaller. Open. Steel. Gray steel beside me. An open-topped gray box. Men pressed in around me. They wore dark green. Helmets were pulled low over furrowed brows. Shoulders hunched, flinching. Faces scared white. Teeth bared. Eyes staring forward. An explosion drenched me with spray. It rocked the boat like a hammer blow. Who the heck are you? A sergeant demanded. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, I, I just got one message uh, to read this week. No other real announcements, I don't think. But um, I got a message through uh, the Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr. Excuse me. Audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And I would like to apologize because this is a resend because I missed the other one. Uh, Tomato Pudding wrote in and said, I sent a message a couple of weeks ago, but it seems to have fallen through the cracks. So I'm trying again. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Animorphs graphic novels or not. But they're really good. The fourth one just came out, and there's legit a panel where Jake says, Me? I'm bulletproof. Considering the content of the chapters included in the most recent podcast episodes, I know it's a bit morbid, but I couldn't help it. I laughed. Have you been slash do you plan to read the graphic novels? I would definitely recommend them. Uh, thank you so, so much for writing in. I'm sorry that um, I missed your last message. Then uh, You know, it, it, it just happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but thank you for writing in. Um, the graphic novels... Do look pretty cool. I've seen, like, screenshots from the pages. It looks fun. 
Um, I have not read them yet, actually. Uh, they're a little expensive um, for the weird math in my head, I guess, um, when I justify, like, a gift for myself. Uh, the the price point of the, the graphic novel, uh, when I already know the story, it just feels a little steep. Um, but, you know, give it a few more years, they'll be on sale. I'll pick them up then, I'm sure. Um, I have seen that panel. I'm, I'm in at least one, uh, Facebook group and, uh, that's been shared a lot. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, definitely so, um, since we are here at Audiomorphs in the middle of, uh, Megamorphs 3, of course. Um, so thank you for writing in, uh, Tomato Pudding. And once again, sorry I missed your other message. Uh, I'll get to those graphic novels one day. They, they do look good. Um. If you'd like to write in a message, uh, you can do that through the aforementioned Tumblr. I also have a Gmail. That's audiomorph audiomorphscast at gmail.com. Can't really speak today, huh? Um, and, of course, there's my website. That's theapodcalypse.com. That's theapodcalypse, like apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Um, and you can also leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, I, I guess, if you'd like. Um, sorry, I'm feeling a little scatterbrained right now. Uh, time, time has lost a little meaning between, you know, holiday traveling and, and stuff, and I'm still trying to get back into, like, a schedule, and also, you know, being unemployed has really not helped in that regard, <laughs> so, uh, I'm like, where am I? What, what, what's going on? Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, things should be good. I should be set up for next week, no problem. Um, so I'll see you all then. My name is Daniel, I believe one day the end of lights will come. Until then... We fight. I change shapes just to hide in this place, but I'm still.